0: Welcome to DIY for Business. I'm Russ, and uh, we've got Greg here with us. The two of us are going to guide you through, well, starting your business, running your business, marketing your business, all, all kinds of stuff, right, Greg?
1: <laughs> we've kind of to cover it all, so it's a lot of fun, and it never ends, so we have plenty you, of content for everyone.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to run out of content in about maybe 70 80 years from now, because there's so much to talk about, about business. (laughs) And
1: then things change every year. So I think we got at least 180. Uh,
0: That that should probably mean that you should subscribe because you don't want to miss any of those. So uh, (laughs) subscribe now that way for the next 180 years or so. You're going to, you're going to hear us each week. Uh, Okay. So today we are talking about business plans and uh, I feel like some people are going to just read the title of this, see that it's business plans and just start to stress out a little bit, because that is one of those things. It's like writing an essay in college, you know, like just, okay, I'm going to stress out about this all year because it's my final essay. And you know, what am I going to do? And you feel like you got to get it all right. So I feel like there's a ton of pressure around writing a business plan, but I don't think there needs to be, right?
1: No, this is going to be the way we're going to address this. It's going to be fun, it's going to be helpful, and it's definitely not going to be stressful.
0: Okay, good. And we're not getting into the business plans of, you know, like trying to get investors and doing your startup of like whatever random new product starting the next Uber or whatever it is. We're not going to get into that. Instead, we're going to talk about really creating a business plan for yourself. Now, maybe you can use this, you know, for small business loans or whatever it is, but I think it is very important to... Think about all of these things. Write them down, and and you know, like everything else, you want to have a plan. You don't want to not know where you're going.
1: You want to have a roadmap to kind of help you make good decisions and think through all of the, you know, things that are going to help you in, in growing your business and also could possibly hurt you. So that's what this business plan is all about. And like I said earlier, it's going to be fun. It's going to be useful. If you want to go to an angel and get funding, hey, we'll do a whole nother show about that. So don't, that, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not exactly. what we're tr-
1: trying to do today. We want to get you started with a with a useful business. Now, I
0: think part of the intimidation of having a business plan uh, is that there's so much that needs to go into a business plan. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I think that's been drilled into our minds for so long. Uh, I, I put together a little uh, a little bit here that I'm going to play for you about business plans. Little Billy wants to start a business. To do so, he must write a business plan. In his business plan, he should include an executive summary, his mission statement, company history, competitive advantage, financial company goals, and once he's done with that, then he must discuss the market opportunity, the size of the market, the current potential, market share, the trends in the industry, the consumer behavior. Then, once he is done with that, he must look at the competitive landscape, the strengths and weaknesses of his competitors, and what makes his business unique. What is his unique proposition? And then he must understand his target audience. Who is he targeting? What are the psycho graphics of his audience and can he build a proper buyer persona who are some of his customers and can he list who his potential customers might be then he's got to talk about marketing strategy the brand positioning vision the goals for his business over the next several years and how much sales will come in as a result of those marketing tactics then of course he's got to study financials his profit loss statements cash flow statements and balance sheet and once he's done he has his business plan However, Billy forgot to include information about his team, so he did not get his funding. Poor Billy. Don't be like Billy. Create a proper business plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, Billy. You just did a 30-minute podcast in one minute. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I wanted to throw in, like, uh, those are all the things that you stress about. When you're thinking about a business plan, because you hear all of these things and you think, like, oh, I got to put together a 20 page plan and include all this stuff. I don't think that's what this is. I mean, I, I think that getting it right, even a one page business plan for a small business, you know, service geared business, whatever it is, I, I don't think you need to go deep, but I do think you need to put all this stuff down and, and start thinking about the various things you know, that you thing are going to impact your business. The
1: funny thing is, without listening to that, Russ, you know, it was going fast and it was like one thing after another, after another, after another. Oh my gosh. You know what? I bet you that's what people in their heads, that's what they're yeah. hearing. That's the little voice <laughs> in their head. They're just like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta, that's why it's so stressful. Now let's just take it one at a time. Let's slow it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes I get overwhelmed there. try to you know run the sprint it's a marathon right
0: exactly and uh, okay so i think the first thing that you want to include in your business plan now they would say executive summary and all of that stuff right like okay that would be in that little billy bit that i did but no let, let's talk about what is the problem that you're solving right what is the thing that you're doing and i think that right there just understanding that because if you're going to come out with whatever it is, whether, okay, let's say you're a fence contractor. I just had a fence contractor uh, come out. They're going to redo the fence in the backyard. Um, they've got a business plan, I would assume. They want to look at their market. They want to know what their competitors are doing, things like that. That That's the essential, I think. That's the start or the bare bones. Like, understand what you're going to do, what the problem you're solving, who's, who's your competitors.
1: How I summarize is like, what the feasibility of your venture, right? That's kind of what I try to accomplish in a business plan is like, okay, let's talk about the competition, right? Let's talk about marketing and and all those different things. But once the business plan is down in writing, you know, he's writing, right? Nobody writes anymore, but it's down in typing. It's down in, and on your computer, it's, it's, you know, when you can look at it, and after you get all your thoughts down, and then you, you really take a step back and read it again, you have a feasible venture. Because sometimes you'll go through this process and you'll go, oh my gosh, I didn't think of this. Okay, let, let me tweak something here. Let me tweak something there. And then by the end of it, you go, you know, maybe the timing's not quite right for this business right now. It might be right, right. you know, at a different point in my life, but maybe not right now. But just putting all this down, and really evaluating it and giving it some time to to kind of simmer and think about it and change things. By the end of it, you'll know whether you have a feasible plan
0: or not. And and, and yeah, I know you know the pen, the paper and pen are are archaic these days. But I think like sketching stuff out, just writing stuff, just like free form, like that can be the start of your business plan. You know, like you don't have to just hit there, you know, sit there and just start typing. You can just Start sketching stuff out, or just like, oh, you know, this that this idea, that idea. Um, I remember uh, going through and ordering a bunch of like brochures and all of that stuff from my competitors, and just pretending like I was going to be one of their customers and getting all this information in. I think that helped out a lot as well. And, and it's not like you're stealing, you know, information. This is their marketing materials. You want to understand. What they're doing and, and, and take on that competitive advantage. And then, you know, I remember just taking post-it notes because I'm a big fan of post-it notes. I think I mentioned that in previous episodes. <laughs> um, but I put post-it notes on those and like, you know, ideas that I liked, ideas that I didn't like. Oh, why would they do this? Oh, this would be a better way of doing this. And it just kind of helps me to formulate a plan. Uh, on on what I was going to do and how I was going to target customers.
1: You bring up a really good point about the competition. I thought that was pretty clever. What you did is just kind of pretend you're a consumer and understand how your competition is trying to attract consumers, right? If you understand what they're doing, then you try to formulate what are you going to do differently that's going to attract the customer away from your competitors, right? Mm -hmm. You you need to understand what's your niche. Right. What's your benefit? What's your value proposition that you're bringing to customers? That's going to make them use you versus the competition. And if you don't understand the competition, there's no way for you to be able to really answer that question. You have to understand what they're doing and, you know, both what they're doing good and what they're doing poorly. So you can take advantage of, you know, filling that void of what they're doing poorly and maybe enhancing what they're doing good.
0: Right. And, and, and that I think is, uh, done on every level of the business plan, whether it's your marketing, your sales, like how can you do sales a little bit better than them? How can you, you know, whatever, produce the product a little bit faster than them or better than them or whatever it is. So I, I mentioned marketing, but I, I think it's, you're, you're looking at your competitors in every possible way and, uh, perhaps becoming, in a way, an expert on whatever industry that you're in. And I think that that is is also key. We'll talk more about that. Uh, We're going to take a short break here. We're going to talk about learning your industry in your target market right after this.
1: So we're coming back and talking about understanding your market. And I think it's really important to really get, like, what's going on in your market, whatever it may be, whether it's building fences or you know selling socks whatever your market is you need to understand what are the greatest threats in that market at that point and you know is the market growing is the is the market shrinking for whatever you do what's the the target size of your market is it you know the the entire population of the world or is it just you know maybe 10% of my neighborhood right if you mm-hmm. you've got to really evaluate who that market is what's going on in that market because that'll help you determine like how you're going to tackle this. Uh, how you are going to tackle your venture? You know, are, are you, how are you going to market? Uh, who is your customer? And I think that's a, a key area also, Russ, that we need to jump into after we evaluate the market is, you know, who is your customer and, and how do you attract that specific customer?
0: Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, it's key to figure out who they are because you can't message to something that you don't understand or you don't know, you know, you've got to figure out like, this is my potential customer. And if, if, if you know who that is and you create kind of that brand persona, then you're chasing after, uh, you know, uh, you, you've got a finish line, I guess you'd say, you know, like if you don't have that, you're just running forever without a finish line. And, and it's, it's not going to work, you know, Cust- customers of course are key. And, and one thing that i felt like I needed to know when I talk to a customer, it's sort of like, you know, if we take this whole business plan, you know, like if, if, if you're taking a business plan to a VC, they expect you to understand everything about that particular industry and that market and all of that, right? In, in a way, your, your customer expects you to be the expert. When I call the fence person out, if they don't understand, like if they're going to say, ah, yeah, maybe we could do that type of post. I have not heard of that before. What? What? <laughs> like I know something about a fence that you don't know. What? I, I, I'm going to lose. YouTube they lose all credibility.
1: We, we can do two feet or we can do three feet or we whatever yeah. you want. What, what would you like us to do? Exactly. No, you don't want to yeah. hear that. You, you want to know what the <laughs> standard is. For this type of fence, how deep the post is going to go? Are you going to secure it with any concrete or cement? Right? What you need all you need to mm-hmm. know that stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and you want to see that they have confidence so that you can have confidence in them, and I think that's that's important. And 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 a way to get there is to you know do a lot of research in advance. And I think really you know like I like and I've, I've now said this like six times in this episode. <laughs> analyze your competitors, but also. You know, watch those YouTube videos. Uh, watch like whatever information that they're putting out, not just in your market, but anywhere. Understand what they're doing. You know, I uh, for my business, uh, there were businesses in other markets that I researched, and I was like, wow, they do a really good job at this, and nobody else is doing this <laughs> in my market. So I'm going to start doing it. Like that's going to be a part of my business. So. You don't have to be within your target market area, but obviously understand that, but, you know, learn what people are doing in other areas. Um, the other thing, you know, is I get – it's like if, if I call a contractor out and I say, you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, my city and they don't know where that is, I'm like, okay, this is not the person either you know, like this, this is not going to work because they don't even, they've not served my area. So it's not just your, your, your industry, but your, your area and your market and all of that, like you need to know all of that stuff. So you really want to learn all of that. Now, when I say target market though, I'm talking more going back into that kind of buyer persona and the ideal customer. How does one go about like, Finding who that is for them. that That's, I think, probably a stressful thing for people as well. How, how have you done that in the past, Greg?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you're talking about your ideal customer, just jotting down who is your ideal customer in your own head, right? When, you, when you're when you starting your business, who is that ideal customer? Okay, so you, you jot that down, you know, in the, in the fence scenario that we're talking about. Okay, you know, th- we want a customer that has a thousand foot of fence need. Uh, You know, and you know, redwood fences really the style for that neighborhood. Okay, so that's my customer because I I focus on redwood fences. Okay, so you're you're picturing who your ideal customer is. Okay, and then you need to kind of spread that out because you're not going to find only ideal customers. Then -hmm. you need to understand, okay, what is it that a customer is looking for? Now you mentioned a couple of things: a level of expertise, right? You want confidence. You want to portray confidence. So now you understand, okay, a customer wants confidence in their their business that they're going to choose. Now let's talk about timing. When do they buy my product? Okay, well, fences. Let's think about that. Okay, well, fences blow down a lot in the winter. Mm -hmm. So, okay, maybe (laughs) I need to do a different type of marketing in the wintertime versus summertime where, you know, fences aren't going to blow down in the summer, but maybe the sun starts beating down on them and they start, withering away because of sunlight or they start fading and maybe I can you know do some staining offenses to protect. So understanding timing of when customers want your product if, if there's seasonality to your to what you do. Um, and why does a customer buy and why does a customer not buy? A lot of people don't think about that, right? They just kind of Mm -hmm. assume, oh, they like my my service or they like my product, they're going to buy it. That's not always true either, right? There's a lot of factors that go into when a customer buys from a company and when a customer doesn't buy from a company. So taking the time to kind of jot down those ideas, and we've mentioned this in the past a lot, interview people, test, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to a bunch of different potential customers and ask them, What's in your thought process? How do you choose a product or a service? What goes into that? um, You know, what goes into that process for you? So if you understand how the consumer chooses, then you can market properly and position yourself properly to that.
0: Another thing is, what is the, the customer's perception of your type of business? And can you either live up to that perception, or in some cases change that perception. So, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked about my DJ business, right? The perception of a wedding DJ is kind of like the perception of like, you know, like they get it from, uh, Adam Sandler from the wedding singer. <laughs> You know, So it's a little <laughs> cheesy. It's a little like, eh, this guy's going to make the cheese ball announcements. Gear. This, you know, exactly. Or they're going to just play YMCA or chicken dance. And I'm not going to get to choose my music. They're going to choose it. So I knew all of those things going in. And so I played against those. I am not the cheesy DJ company. I'm a different kind of DJ company. I do. I do the way that I do everything. I listen to you. We were the DJs that listen, you know. Like I felt like that was kind of an interesting message because okay, we're listening to music, we're also listening to our customers, and that I think is what made us so successful. I think I did. I, I I can't even figure out how many meetings I did with customers on 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 like selling them on the you know trying to get a a gig. Um, I I can't think of how many I didn't close. I closed a huge majority, like you know, 98% or so. I mean, there was, it was very rare that I didn't close because I understood what their perception is of a DJ. I understood what the other DJ companies were doing. And I played against that. I played it so that it was a different style and a different, like, you know, it's what they wanted, you know? And I made that message consistent across so that I was meeting with the right people as well.
1: So how did you build that into your business plan? Because you kind of identified how you wanted to position yourself and you identified who your customers were, who your target was. How did you build that into your business
0: plan? So I don't know if I did a true business plan. I think I like really did a marketing plan. It was so geared towards the marketing side of things. I looked at what the, uh, other businesses were doing. I looked at all of that. I looked at what how I was going to market the business. I projected sales. I did all of that stuff, and I I don't think that I did a great job on let's say you know a financial summary, you know, or describing mm-hmm. you know a team like uh, like Billy didn't do, you know, like I I don't think I did a lot of that. I mostly focused on the marketing side because I my biggest concern was how am I going to make money, <laughs> and if I look really uh if i look back on that plan i think it was a full business plan but i looked at it more of like here's how i'm going to market the business
1: i think that's probably a, a good spot for us to come back after the break and really discuss you know the marketing side of the business plan and how do you identify success what is success you mentioned you wanted to make money let's talk a little bit about uh you know the financial plan financial portion of the business plan when we come back from break.
0: All right, and welcome back. So finances, this can be a tough section of a business plan, right? Trying to figure out and project how much money am I going to make over the next several years? Well, this is super key. It was, was, uh, like I said, I didn't put this into my plan exactly. I instead put how many customers I wanted to have and bring in each month, how many people I needed to meet with in order to bring in that amount each month. So I guess I did do in a weird way the finances, but I didn't plan it out like a typical, you know, business plan with all the various, you know, here's my budget, here's this, here's that. Um I felt like I I did a decent job at that. But I feel like it would have been nicer looking back if I would have done a little bit more on the financial summaries budget for at least a year or two or whatever, um, and actually written, you know, all of that down, all that said, I was able to beat like all my estimates. <laughs> you know I mean? I, um, I don't know if I ever told you this. I, I so in January of uh, whatever year it was now, I'm, I'm, it'll age me so I won't say it, but it was January and I quit my day job and I was running my business as a side gig for a long time and I quit my day job and I said, if I don't have, you know, this much money in the bank and I don't have this many, you know, events booked by, and I picked Cinco de Mayo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, specifically because I could just drown myself in, uh, you know, salsa and, and margaritas. I say
1: fourth um, July, so that would be your independence day, right? I should have. I should have done that. that. I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I picked Cinco de Mayo as as the date because it was like, OK, I've got four months. I can, you know, pay my rent. I can pay my bills. I can do everything for the next four months. I've got enough saved up where I will be fine for the next, you know, four or five months, whatever it is. Cinco de Mayo. I start looking for a job if I don't uh, if I don't uh, you know hit my goals. Cinco de Mayo came and went, and I literally I didn't even celebrate. I didn't even think about it because I was so darn busy. <laughs> you know, like, oh, so it worked. Probably had a couple of gigs on Cinco de Mayo. I I probably did, yeah. <laughs> but it, it worked so well, like just the you know, and I think it was the marketing side of it that worked well. Um, that I didn't feel like I needed the financial, but I do wish I would have projected that early because I think that would have helped me probably grow a little bit faster um, than I probably would have. So that's a positive advantage of, you know, hey, I I didn't do it, but everything came out great. Do you feel like figuring out the finances, just doing a couple of calculations, figuring out some, hey, I'm going to spend this much to make this much, like how much detail should somebody get into when they're starting a business on this whole financial summary thing?
1: I think it really depends on the type of business they're in. If it requires supplies, like you know, we've kind of touched on fencing, right? Well, I yeah. don't know why we got the fencing, but I think it's because you, you need the fence. Yeah, I just but, I've,
0: I've I've got a contractor coming in. <laughs>
1: but you know, like if you're doing fencing, uh, not not the type that's in the Olympics where you're stabbing somebody, but you know, you're, you're a fence contractor. <laughs> if you're a fence contractor, you have to buy wood, right? You have to have supplies. So you know, you, you need to be able to budget for that. Mm-hmm. If you're a DJ, really, once you have your equipment, your DJ equipment, it's just your time.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, that's a different type of Uh, budgeting that you need to build into your business plan. So it really depends on what you are, but understanding that if you are, you need to understand what your monthly spend is going to be. Even if you brought in for for 10 customers, your spend is going to be X. For 50 customers, is your cost going to be 5X or is it going to be 2X because there's economies of scale? So understanding that is very helpful in understanding how you're going to grow your business and what right. well, profit margins are going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Price. It's if you don't do some sort of calculation, at least on that. And, and yes, I did have it a little bit easier because, you know, I mean, once I got the equipment, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I got to buy music. Uh, back then i had to buy records uh kids records were these things. Ah, never mind well, we'll you can l- look that up on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on google but what, what's the I, yeah yeah exactly um so you know i had that hard cost but even that because as i built up my collection i didn't have to even really go buy music very often you know so i had very little cost one of the things like and you know okay we're we're, we're hitting the fence is hard here, <laughs> but like you've got variable cost in that, you know, where the price of wood goes up and down uh, throughout the year as de- supply and demand changes, right? So you have to not only plan for that type of thing, but you also have to plan for uh, like gas prices going up or whatever it is. So you've got to take into account all of those things. So you've really, I think, What I'm getting at here is set those margins correctly so that even if wood prices go up slightly, you're still (laughs) going to be making money. And then, of course, hopefully you can adjust your price based on the supply and demand of wood.
1: And what about employees? Now, we're assuming that, you know, for a fence contractor, you know, maybe there's some fence contractors out there that only do it one person does it by themselves, but I'm guessing it's going to take a long time to build a, a good size fence. Most fence contractors have employees. So then you got to figure, okay, how do I pay them? Is it uh, you know, what percentage of every job goes to my employees and how busy am I going to keep them? Am I paying them hourly? Are they getting salary? Mm-hmm. Are, you know, benefits, you know, all of these types of.
0: Things. Right. Are they, are they 1099 versus employees and which is better? All of that,
1: right? And it's probably will change. Maybe ten ninety nine mm-hmm. is better for one stage of of the business, and not correct for another stage of your business. So all these things are really interesting to at least look into when you're creating your business plan, because it will uncover some some different thoughts, and it'll stimulate decisions that will be, you know, hopefully will help you go in the right direction for your business to get it off the ground and and you know, we're we're kind of saying I just said off the ground. We're kind of saying this is a new business but you don't have to only do a business plan when it's just starting you can right you can do a business plan you know years into a business because mm-hmm. as we've said you know we're going to be around 180 years so you know we may things are going to change and you need to adjust that business plan based on a change we're, we're joking a little earlier about your dj business and using vinyl well nobody uses vinyl anymore And the cost of buying records has changed because now all you got to do is stream and get all your music online and you, you pay by the song now instead of having to buy a whole, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a whole album. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, if we start a business plan on podcasting, who knows if podcasting is going to be a thing in 10 years, Oh, you know, it'll be, it (laughs) it could be something completely different. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Let's just, let's just keep a hope in here. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, really, I guess if we had to kind of bottom line all of this, this business plan, at least make it for yourself, right? At least do the bare minimum, make it for yourself. Don't make it this huge, stressful thing. It, don't even, you know, y- y- you can spell stuff wrong, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, yeah. just get it down on paper and th- think through. Um, almost as if you are going to get investments. Like, what would the investors ask? What would my customers ask? What should I do in this? And just get those notes down because it's going to help you as you go through. And and like Greg said, you don't have to do it at the start of the business. You could do this at any time. And you will very likely need to keep doing revisions on this as you go through the years. And the
1: last point that I would make is The goal of this business plan is after you've gotten it all down, written it, tweaked it, really given some serious thought to it, that afterwards you feel even more confident that you're doing the right thing by either continuing your business or starting starting this new venture. This business plan should reassure you that you're on the right track and you feel really good Mm. about moving forward.
0: Right, and this will hopefully help you to build confidence in growing your business and doing all the things that we talk about on this show Uh, which if you're not subscribed yet please do subscribe And and I do thank you for listening to the podcast you know it's been just Greg and I for the last four or five episodes here we do have some great guests planned so you know I know you're getting used to us (laughs) but we do have some others that will join us in future episodes and talk about various um, items. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you can do so as well. Just let us know, send us an email. There's a link in the description uh, to get more information on that. And you can also send us a message. You just go to our anchor website and you will be able to see that. Also a link to that in the description. I got to tell you, though, that all of the advice that we give and that, you know, our future guests will give, it's just that it might work for you. It, It might not. But at least you've tried and you've learned something. And, you know, every business is different. And our goal is just to help make your business better. We want to help make your business grow. So thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. And we will talk to you next week.